Amen. Just a little reminder, we are, uh, do have these streamed on Facebook and uh, we put them up on YouTube. And we also have a podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. If you search for the podcast, you've got to search for Middle River AG or hashtag love, connect, grow, serve. Amen. Okay. Are we here this morning? Praise God. Praise God. It is really good to be here this morning. Um, We are uh, the second week into a a series called Unstoppable. Unstoppable. And we're kind of going through like our vision and some things that we, we as a church, we as an ecclesia, we as a gathering, uh, push towards and see what we're going uh, with God. Amen. Uh, today is uh, Unstoppable Partners, Unstoppable Partners. I think that the church world today um, has a problem. We, and the problem is that we've got a lot of people who go to church, go home, go to church, go home, go to church, go home. And they don't understand the, what, what, the, what the philosophy of, of what it means to be a part of the church, what it means to be part of a, the ecclesia. The, 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 most of those who are, are, uh, attend church are often blinded to the realities, what, what some of the values of, and direction of the church should be. So what I'd like to do this week and, and maybe a little next week is try to remove some of those blinders so that we can be all in agreement together. Amen? So we can be partners with each other. Praise God. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you, Lord God, for this day. Lord, we just want to rejoice in you and thank you for your spirit, uh, the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you've, you've promised not to, to leave us here in darkness, trying to find our own way, that, but the Holy Spirit is here to not only guide us, but teach us, enlighten your word so that we have understanding So, Lord, we just lean into you this morning. Holy Spirit, be the teacher for us this morning as we look at the word of God and and really grow into what you have have for us, Lord God. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen and amen. So, So let's start this way this morning. Okay. our mission statement is actually printed in your notes this morning. So if you have that out. Uh, I, I want to say this out loud. Our mission at Middle River Assembly of God, let's say it together, is love, connect, and grow through knowing God and serving our community. Amen. It, you see that in your notes? That's what we're all about. We're not here about, you know, building some church building. We're not here worrying about that. We're not here even about some denominations. We're not here about the, being part of the Assemblies of God. I love the Assemblies of God, but that's not what we're really about. We're really about being a family, uh, an ecclesia, a group of people that love God and love our community. So we, we love, connect, grow through knowing God and serving our community. That's what we're here for. To do God's will in our life and in this, in this community. So uh, let's unpack that a little bit. Uh, I hope you bring your Bibles uh, every, every Sunday. I hope you keep your Bibles with you. 
Uh, I hope you have, if, if you have a smartphone, put a Bible on your smartphone. Then you always have one on there, right? Amen. I can rec- if you see me, I can recommend a really good uh, app for that. But if you have your Bibles, you can turn it to Acts chapter 2. And Acts chapter 2 is actually um, the, really the beginning of this church in the New Testament. It, it tells about the birth of the church and, and, and how the, the, the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost in actually the early part of Acts chapter 2. And, and he, he baptized the, the believers in the Holy Spirit and, and they just proclaimed the words of God. And, and Peter preached and the church was born and, and there was many people who got saved that day. And, and we see here in Acts chapter 2, if you start reading at verse 44 and following that, it's really powerful. And it says this, all the believers were together and they had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet. Now I want you to just, I'm just going to pause right there because it says every day. They continued to meet. But where did they meet? They met together in the temple courts. Then what? They broke bread in their homes. And they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. The scripture says there that, And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now this was... This, this is interesting because they gathered in the temple courts and then they went to each other's house. They gathered in the courts and then they ate and they did life together. Today, you know, it's, it, and, and in reality, this, I mean, you, you think about it today, there's 5,000 people there, which to us is a huge church compared to us. It's it's really a big church. It really is. Most churches in the United States today run less than 200. Uh, 80% of those are less than 90. Okay? So we're, we're doing good. We're average size. Praise God. Giving some encouragement there. Amen. But let me tell you, this 5,000 people, though, it really in a small church compared to the church nowadays. Nowadays, we have the church around the world, but it's making a smaller impact. Have you noticed that? Here we had 5,000 people in, in, in Jerusalem there, and, and, and the Bible describes them as, be, as turning the world upside down because they were proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. They were proclaiming that Jesus was dead, buried, um, you know, and he was risen again three days later. He had been crucified on a cross, buried in a grave, and yet he was alive. And that small church, really, population-wise, compared to everything around him, turned the world upside down. Smaller church, big impact. Now we have this huge 
around the world. We have churches that have 20,000 members in them. And you're thinking, wow, man, that's fantastic. But you know, some of the, the church today doesn't have the impact that we should be having. So what's the difference? I think the difference is the early church, in my opinion, were tremendously blessed because they were unified. They were together. As a matter of fact, the early part of Acts chapter 2 said that they were in one accord. They were in the upper room. Before that day of Pentecost, during that prayer meeting that they were having, they became in one accord. They were together. They believed that scripture was very important, so they studied it. They believed that relationships were incredibly important, so they did life together. They believed that generosity is something that they should be. or gen- Yeah, generosity is something that they should be. They should be generous, and so they were. They did this together. And because they were so uh, unified, you could criticize them, but you couldn't stop them. You could threaten to hurt them, but they would become more united. You could even kill some of them, and that would just make the remain that would just make the remainder of them more focused and intent on doing what Jesus had called them to do. No matter what, you couldn't stop them because they they were they were unified. Unity, agreement, they were together. If you look there in your notes, you can see that there's a couple things there. What does God want? Unity. What does Satan want? What? Division, disagreement. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he comes to what? Kill Steal, kill, and what? Destroy. Tear apart. Rip apart. But God wants us to be unified. He wants us, he wants us there, you know, together. Now, do you think Christians today, around the world, are we unified or are we divided? I think for the most part, you know, we're, we're pretty splintered. We're pretty, excuse me, we're pretty splintered. Sometimes we can't even get along. I think that breaks the heart of God. I think, I think those verses in Acts chapter 2, uh, when, you, when you look at them, you know, uh, Greg Rochelle actually uh, took that and he looked at what the world looks like today. So, if, if, if scripture was being written about the world today, he actually wrote, rewrote those verses um, in, in kind of like what he sees today. He says this, all the believers were divided. They didn't have much of anything in common. Hoarding their possessions and goods, they, keep, they kept as much as they could for themselves. Every now and then, if it wasn't football season and they weren't too tired, they come to church for an hour and leave early to beat the traffic. They loved Jesus when it was convenient for them, yet they were despised by people for their hypocrisy and very few people got saved. (coughs) 
Why don't we see? Now, here's the thing. In, in other countries, okay, there's a big revival going on in the, in the Arab world right now. In, in nations where, where Islam is, is taught and Christianity is persecuted, there is a revival going on. As a matter of fact, when, when you look at things, you know, <clears throat> uh, back in 1966, uh, China, okay, they kind of forced all the Christians out. And, 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 and basically the, the leader in China said, Christianity is dead. We don't have to worry about those Christians in China anymore. But you know where the largest Christian body of believers are? They're in underground churches in China. But why don't we see that kind of devotion here in America? Why don't we see that here? I think, uh, I think it's because people are, 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 are kind of looking for a church that takes care of me. We're about, more about me Christianity in, in, instead of what, what I think it should be, which is a we Christianity. It's about me. What can I get? I'm going to a church that I might find. The, uh, I'm going to a church that I'm going to find that's going to meet my needs. Church shopping. If I can't get it here, I'll go somewhere else. If I don't get it there, I'll go somewhere else. If I can't find it within 15 minutes of my house, I would just won't go to church. I'll go online, watch it on TV. If I don't like that, I'll just click it off. Got a remote. Wish I had one for the pastor. It doesn't work. When I read the New Testament, I see that it's all about we. It's about us doing our part for the family of Christ. You hear this me-centered philosophy, even in the language that we use today. And you've heard me say some of these phrases. You need to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And you do. Because no one else can do it for you. Okay? No one else can can know him for you. But I think it's more biblical that maybe we need to to say we we need a personal relationship. Excuse me. Instead of just saying we, we... We need to have a personal relationship. I think it's even more biblical to say that we need to have a shared relationship with Jesus. Where we know him personally, intimately, but in the context of community. Where we experience him whenever two or three are gathered together in his name. It's very hard to live this life by yourself. So yes, you need that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but you have to do it in the context of community. Together. Read those verses in Acts chapter 2. They did everything together. Because of this understanding, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm making a shift to, to, to the way the things that I have been thinking about now, I'm not going to go as far as say that you shouldn't join the church, be a member of the church. I'm not going to go that far. As a matter of fact, I'm preparing a sermon on, 
on the benefits of membership in a local ecclesia, a local gathering. But when you think about church, I want you to think about being more of a partner than just a member. Partnering with us as we love, connect, grow, and serve. Partnering with us. Now let me tell you, if you're a believer, you need to partner somewhere in the local church. A church that teaches the Bible. You you need to get plugged in and invest your life in the greatest cause on planet earth. And I hope that you would say, yes, I want to partner with Middle River Assembly of God to love, connect, and grow, and serve. But I want to talk to you about five things that I think we need to do as a church. And some of these things I think will surprise you. But we we need to agree as a church with this. Some of these might shock you. Especially the first one. Now, once again, I heard Greg Groeschel. He He's, by the way, he's uh, Life Church. He's, he's the one that does the Bible app. That church does the Bible app. But I, I love how he phrases this. He says this, We agree as a church to do anything short of sin to reach people who do not know Christ. I will do anything I can except sin to reach people for Jesus Christ. Now you need to understand this. We need to err on the side of being aggressive rather than the side of being uh, passive or, or, or conservative here. I think we need to do anything that we can to get people, short of sin, to get people to know Jesus. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. He said, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many uh, people as possible. He says, I become all things to all men so that by what? He says, by all means possible, I might save some. He says, I'm going to do anything that I can so that people know Jesus. To the weak, I'll be weak. To the poor, I'm going to be poor. That we need to exist so that others know Jesus. How does that play out in church? How does that play out in the partnership with the church? Well, one of the things that we want to do is, is we want to make it so that when you invite people here to hear the good news of the gospel, that they hear the gospel of Jesus. So that wherever you, whoever you bring, whether it's your mom and dad who don't know Christ, whether it's your children, your aunts, your uncles, your, your, your cousins, your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren. I want to make it easy for them to come and, and hear the gospel. 
We're going to tell the story of Jesus in a very simple passage each and every week. I hope that you've noticed that, you know what? We present the gospel every service. We pray the sinner's prayer every service. So that what? So that people can come and hear the good news that Jesus loves them. So we're going to do anything short of sin to win people to Christ. Number two, we agreed to do more with less. That's not hard around here, is it? I mean, look, one of the things that, that, that you know, I gather with other pastors, that, and there's always this conversation that, that, you know, bigger churches can do more uh, because they have more finances, they have more people and all that stuff. Look, I look at it like this. We need to be stewards of what God has given us. We need to be careful in in what God has given us and and use everything. I'm not talking just about finances. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about the property. I'm talking about the time, everything, the time, the talents, the testimony that we have together. We need to be using that for Jesus Christ and we need to do more with less. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, Jesus is telling a story about, you know, uh, about him giving things to people. And it's, it's, but in that verse 25, he says, you have been faithful with a few things. Because of that, I will put you in charge of what? Many things. If you read Through Jesus' life, you will see that he was passionate about the wise use of resources. The third thing. We agreed to accomplish more together than alone. We agree that we can accomplish more together than alone. We are not about just Middle River Assembly of God. We are not about just the assemblies of God. This is not about Pastor Mike Powers or Sister Tina Powers. This is about the family of God, the body of Christ. Look, I can only do so much by myself. We need each other. Oh, wait a minute. I've said that for three weeks in a row. We need each other. We need what you bring to the table and, and get plugged in somewhere and do something for Jesus. The fourth thing is this, and I like this. You've heard of mega churches, but we're not a mega church, are we? No. So we'll say this we are a micro church with a mega vision. We are a micro church with a mega vision. Look at the look at the call of Jesus. Tell me, tell me if you think that it's been accomplished yet. He said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he says, go into what? All the world and do what? Preach the good news to who? Was it just the community? 
Was it just the, 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 the people there, the neighborhood? No, to all creation. Now here's what I have to say about this. Right now, we don't have the resources for all of us to go around the world. That's why we support missionaries. That's why we support missionaries. That's why we have a missionary coming in March. But let me tell you what. You are all missionaries to your community. You may not be able to travel around the world and speak another language, but you know what? You speak a language in your community that people hear. You speak the language of, 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 of God in, in your context, in your community, in your neighborhood. You are a missionary to places that I can't go. Into your workplace, into your family, into your communities. See, that's where we, we, we need, yes, support missions, yes. Give and pray. Seek God's protection for those missionaries. But you know what? You have two feet to go out into your community to talk to your neighbors about God. To talk to your workplace. Everywhere you go. So we're a micro church, but we have a mega vision. To reach the world for Jesus. And number five, we agree this. We agree that we all will make a difference. We're going to make, make a difference. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Paul said this. Now to him who was able to. Now to him, Christ. Who was able to do immeasurably. More than you ask or think or imagine. To him be glory and honor. In the church, as God power works in you and through you. May Jesus get all the glory as he works in you and through you as a church to do more than what? More than we could ever imagine. God wants to use us in ways that we can't even fathom right now. Who would have known five years ago that we would be streaming on the internet, doing podcasts, and this, we as a small church can make a big impact in the world. Who knows what God has in store for us if we just allow him to work through him, through us to give him the glory. Once again, this isn't about Middle River Assembly of God. This isn't about the Assemblies of God. This isn't about Pastor Mike or Pastor Tina. This isn't about anybody but Jesus. And we do it for Jesus. Just We can't even imagine what God's going to do for us, through us. See, I believe that we're going to be so godly, that we're going to be so generous and so different that, that people in the community that don't even agree with our faith 
are going to say, we don't believe that Jesus thing, but man, these people take it seriously. They are so genuine. They are so generous. They are so different. They're they're making a difference in the community. Because I tell you what, when you show people love and when you serve them, and, and, and when you're generous to them, it's hard to hate someone that's loving on you, isn't it? That's serving you. And so when you show them the love of Jesus, it brings credibility to the message of Jesus. And we want to make a difference in our communities, don't we? That's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm inviting you to be a part of. You show me something more important than, look, we have a lot of problems in this area. The Baltimore area, this part of Baltimore County, I mean, you, you, you look and you see in the news every day that there's, there's, there's murders and there's, there's kidnappings and there's, there's, there's all kinds of just bad stuff all around us. It's amazing. The politicians don't know what to do about it. The police department, they don't know what to do about it. Who has the answer, church? It's us. And the only thing that's going to change this world is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the only way that the gospel gets out in the community is if we take it there. We're the ones that are responsible for taking the word of God, the gospel of Jesus, in our lives and loving the community as Jesus loved. That's us. That's us. And just as it started with a small group in Jerusalem, and it grew and it grew, it turned the world upside down. And that was just in Jerusalem. And then it spread out. Now it's around the whole world. Because it's the gospel of Jesus Christ that changes people's lives. Nothing else can do it. Oh, you can buy self-help books and you can go to counseling and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and some of that stuff is, is, you need to do that. If you need counseling, please go to counseling. If you, if you, if you need a physician, if you hurt yourself and you, you go to the doctor, Right? There's nothing wrong if you're having problems to go to a therapist and talk to a therapist. I would, I would hope that you would find a Christian therapist and they're out there. But if you need to talk to someone, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But let me tell you, the only way that's going to change, the only thing that's going to change people's lives, truly change people's lives and hearts, is the gospel. It's the word of God. That's it. So are you with me this morning? Look, I'm not going to collect your notes. There's actually a little thing in there about, are, are, are you with us? Yes or no? 
hey, that's for you. I hope that you do. Pray about joining us here. Saying, man, I want to be a part of this, what God's doing here. Because I, I can see the movement of God through this congregation. And I'm excited to see what God has for us. It's time to sell out for Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to be a church that honors God. We're going to be a church that's going to make a difference. Amen. So let's pray together this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, for for your word. Lord, we, we need to lean so heavily on your word because it is the only authoritative voice that we need to listen to. So, Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that teaches us and guides us into all truth. And help us, Lord God, as a church, to stand on the truth of your word. No matter what's going on in society, no matter what's going on in the community, Lord, to stand on your word. And Father, I pray that each person under the sound of my voice, number one, Lord God, would know you personally. But I pray, Lord God, that they would live that out in community. I pray for those people who don't know you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, continue to draw them to you. Speak to their hearts. And Father, as we continue to pray this morning, if there is anyone here who doesn't know you, Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for the salvation of each and every one of us. It doesn't matter where we came from. You can't change that in your life, but you can change where you're going because of Jesus. You can't go in your past and change your actions or your reactions, but you, Jesus can change your future. And he loves you so much. It's the sin that divides us from God. But God came up with the answer in his son, Jesus. And Jesus came to earth. The only man ever born with the express purpose of dying. He came to die on the cross for you to pay the penalty of my sin and your sin on the cross. And if you, if you accept that sacrifice, you can be a new creature, a new creation, a new person living a different life for Jesus. The Bible says that you, can, you will be changed that's you this morning if you're here in the building and you want to receive that forgiveness all you have to do is raise your hand there's nobody looking around if you're watching us on Facebook if you're on YouTube 
however you're watching this on the internet, if you want to change your life and, and give it over to Jesus, just pray this prayer with us. Let's all pray together. Nobody prays alone. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your great love, for your mercy, and for your Son. I need forgiveness for my sins. I accept the sacrifice of Jesus in my place and ask for forgiveness. Help me to follow you. Help me to live my life for you as Jesus gave up everything, even his life for me. I give my life to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me encourage you to find a place where the Bible is preached and taught, like us, here. Amen. Let me invite you. If you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, I don't care. Come here. Amen. Come here. We'll, we'll greet you in the name of Jesus. And uh, we love you. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. And we're going to just ask the Lord to bless us today. Um,